Hey everyone, thanks for checking out the Citizens Podcast. We are the high school student ministry at Maranatha Bible Church, and we meet on Sundays at 11 a.m. in the student wing. If you enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you posted it on your Instagram story and tag at NBC Citizens. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy. Whoa, I didn't watch any of the video. Was it cool? Okay. Give me one second. I have to like, I thought I was going to be able to get over on this side. Oh, whoa. Please clap for Nathan. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So today we're talking about joy. Boom. There it is. Uh, and this is, this one's fun for me because I feel like usually when I get up and teach, it's, it's pretty focused on like telling us all, you know, you're really bad and you need Jesus which is true. Uh, but today talking about joy, it gets to be a little bit more fun, I think. Uh, so I'm going to try to keep it, you know, fun. Uh, let's read Galatians 5.22 just as a reminder. Galatians 5.22 is, um, you know, the, the fruit of the Spirit. So if you have a Bible, I'm going to pull it up here as well. I didn't put it on the screen. I should have done that. My sincerest apologies. All right, Galatians 5, 22, 23, and 24. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So that's what the whole series is based on. It's based on the fruit of the Spirit, a couple of qualities that the belief is, that the Bible tells us every single Christian should walk in. If you worship Jesus Christ as your Savior, the fruit of the Spirit should be uh, an identifier in your life. Also, I, f- I should have introduced myself because there's some, there's some people here that I don't know. My name is John. Thank you so much, guys. That, so I feel like when I talk with high schoolers, with you guys, it can't, you guys are just so, mm, like, I just wish we could have some life in here. You know what I mean? It's just so I don't want to say boring because you as individuals are not boring, but as a collective, we can be like very boring. So my name is John. You guys got more boring that time. Well, tr- I, don't, I don't need applause. I just like need some life in here, do you know? Especially because I'm going to have some questions. I'm going to ask for you to interact with me a little bit because no one wants to hear me talk for whatever, 20 minutes. That's just boring. I'd rather hear you guys talk for 20 minutes, but on topic though. <laughs> Stewie, I don't, I don't feel like I trust you enough to, to answer whatever you're looking for, but I'll do it anyway. What's up? My morning, thank you for asking. Um, my morning was pretty good. I worked on this because I didn't work on it very much during the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is fresh. I just let the spirit lead me this morning. I just, I wanted to keep it lively (laughs) for you guys. I thought I was going to have time during the week and I didn't make time. I was too busy playing uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I just got that on my Switch. You guys, anybody play it? Are you guys old enough for the Nintendo 64? Did any of y'all play Nintendo 64? All right, it was a great game growing up on the Nintendo 64. All right, so back on topic. Joy, oh. My name's John. I work for the church. I'm a leader in here sometimes. Glad to meet you. Hello. All right, Joy. So I got a, I got a quote that I'm going to read to y'all. 
Oh, also, this is the first time I've spoken here and it's been recorded, and I just remembered that. So if we could wipe those first like three minutes, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, Joy, let's do this. This is a quote, so someone else wrote this. Joy is essential to the Christian life. The scriptures are clear. God's people are both commanded to rejoice and characterized by rejoicing. Our Heavenly Father is not indifferent to our happiness. Joy is not a garnish on a dutiful entree of the Christian life. Joy is not the icing on our cake, but an essential ingredient in a complex batter. It's not that there is only joy, but that in our most painful losses and sufferings, we discover how deep the reservoirs of Christian joy run. Only here in difficulty and darkness do we taste the essence of such joy that is not thin and frivolous and empty, but thick and substanti substantive and full. So what, the, what this individual is saying, he's basically saying that joy is a defining characteristic of Christians. And it should be, and we'll talk about why in a little bit. But I, I would argue it's oftentimes not. Like, not a lot of us are joyful, like, deeply joyful people. We are swayed. We, we have good days and bad days. And joy is not saying, or a deep Christian joy is not saying that every single day you are going to be like, on a scale of 1 to 10, you're a 15. That's not what joy means. Joy is the reality, or, or joy is found in the reality that you and I have been redeemed by Jesus Christ. And because of that, the rest of our life, we can trust that God's got our best interest in mind. That's what the Bible has to say. So we'll get into that. Uh, so before we do that, though, I want to ask you guys a question. This is some of this. I was looking for engagement, right? So question, what brings you joy? I'll go first. I'll break the ice. Uh, onomatopoeia. Are you guys familiar with this concept of onomatopoeia? Onomatopoeia is a word that sounds like what it is. So like splash. You toss a rock in a river and it goes splash. That's a word that sounds like the noise that it makes. Does that make sense? Eric, Eric told me he'd, he'd buy me lunch if I said the word onomatopoeia in this thing. So that was, Eric owes me lunch now. Other things that bring joy, like a new pair of shoes. I just get really excited about some new shoes. I just, uh, Vans is having a 30% off online sale. Ends today. I just ordered some shoes yesterday. You know, if you're into being cool, I would recommend checking it out. Um, so what brings you joy? Sleep. Yeah, I can, I mean, I get it. What else brings you joy? There's no correct answers. I'm just curious. Food? Did somebody say food? Burgers? You guys been to Menchie's? Nice. All right, food. You guys don't like Menchie's? Why? Go to Swenson's? Swenson's is good, but not compared to Menchie's, dude. <laughs> know what's the best though? I'll tell you what's the best right now. Hold on guys. Hold on. Hold on. Bring it in. Bring it in. Are you guys ready for this? I found like this local burger joint. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's over here on uh, Killian, I think. It's this little place called Burger King. Highly recommend. <laughs> Yo, I just strung you guys along. That brings me joy, I guess, because that was awesome. Okay, let's, oh, I thought you were, <laughs> had a thing. All right, um, 
you guys know the character Joy from Inside Out? You guys all seen Inside Out? There she is. You guys, you guys familiar with Joy? Uh, so I actually, I learned a fun fact about her. Um, if you go to the next slide, I learned, you know, her, her blood type. And then you can go to the next one. It's B positive. Come on. That's hilarious. That is top tier comedy. <laughs> B positive, you know, A negative, universal donors. I just spit a little bit. <laughs> All right. I'm just like trying here to get you guys to like, oh, like wake up a little bit. Oh my gosh. All right. Let's keep going. Now, now we'll get serious. Now we'll talk joy. Okay. So joy, biblical joy is commanded. It's not an option. So that means you and I have to be joyful. If we believe what the Bible has to say, you and I have to be joyful. Philippians 4.4, it'll be on the screen, says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So joy is something that's really, really important in the scriptures. And I think it's incredibly comforting that God wants you— I mean, some people like to debate that there's a difference between joy and happiness. I would argue that biblical joy— is true happiness. You might think a lot of money is going to make you happy. You might think a relationship is going to make you happy. You might think cool shoes are going to make you happy. But the reality is all that stuff is fleeting. Money comes and goes. Shoes, as soon as they get the crease in the front, it's like, who cares anymore? But biblical rooted joy lasts forever. And that's what that, that initial quote that I read to you guys, that during our most painful losses and sufferings, we discover how deep the reservoirs of Christian joy run. So when you and I, true joy means that when you and I go through things that are incredibly difficult, and I'm sure most of you have been through really difficult things, lose, especially with the way the last two years have gone, losing a loved one, parents getting a divorce, watching your friend wrestle with cancer. There are so many things in our lives, so many things that will make it incredibly difficult to have deep, biblical, rooted joy. And again, joy doesn't mean we're like devoid of human emotion. It doesn't mean we're just like always chipper and happy. You guys like that word, chipper? I don't know why I said it. I don't say that in my regular life. Um, Biblical joy doesn't mean you're always going to be all sunshine and rainbows, but biblical joy means that you can trust Jesus and that whatever happens, regardless of what's going on in your life or your friend's life, there is peace, there is joy in knowing Jesus Christ. So that's when, when joy is commanded, that should give us great comfort that God wants that for you and for me. God wants us to feel peace in him. God wants us to trust him. So the world defines joy a, a lot of different ways, like we've already talked about. The world can define joy with, again, like, like more money or, or a great relationship. A lot of people think, if I just had X, I would be happy. If I just had 
more money, if I just made six figures, if I just made seven figures, if I just had a great job, if I just had a great boyfriend or girlfriend, I would be happy. And, I mean, you won't be. So many people spend their entire lives chasing more, chasing everything that they, th- chasing like fame, right? So many people, I've got, I've got people that I know that are like popular on TikTok, right? Like 40,000 followers or something like that. They're not happy. That, that level of notoriety has not made them like blissful or joyful, so you can chase it and chase it and chase it and chase it. And at the end of the day, you could get it and you're going to say, is this, is this it? What now? And that's why joy, biblical joy, is so different. So the Bible defines joy. It, I, I don't usually like to do this, but I went to like the original language. It's pronounced kare, I think. Kare. Kare. Synonyms are good cheer and gladness of heart. You and I are called to be biblical optimists. We're called to have a joyful outlook on life. And again, you are not, I I just, I mean, I promise, if your faith is not in Jesus Christ, if your relationship with Jesus Christ is not active and important to you, you're not, you're not, you're just not going to be optimistic. You're, you're not going to have joy. And, I mean, I say that as a, I, I'm a pretty optimistic individual, I think, most of the time. But if I'm not, like, pursuing my relationship with Jesus Christ, I get all out of whack. I start thinking that, I'll just be honest, man, if I made, if I made just a little bit more money, I'd be happy. If I was just a little bit better at teaching I'd be happy. If my, if my relationship with Kelly was just a little bit better, I would be happy. Because my focus is entirely on myself. My, my focus has changed from, man, the Bible tells me to be joyful, to serve people, to love people, to love my neighbor as myself. So you want to know what kills joy? It's self-centeredness. When you and I care more about ourselves than we do about anyone else, you, I promise you, you will not be happy or joyful. The Bible is, is super clear that you and I are to count each other as more valuable than ourselves. So that means that to me, every single person in this room is more valuable than me. That means all of your needs are important. All of your emotions are important. The things you care about should matter to me. If, if I really lived like every single person that I knew carried more value than I do, man, my life would be so focused on glorifying the Lord through my relationships with people. But when I get self-centered, when I start worrying about what makes me happy, when I start worrying about what I want, when I start worrying about what job I've got, I don't, I don't care about anyone in here as much as I should. So I think it's really important, this is kind of like a bummer um, to talk about, but if I died, say I'm going to get La Terraza. You guys been to La Terraza? 
so good up in like Brimfield area. It's a Mexican restaurant. It's amazing. If you haven't been, go. I don't recommend that as like Maranatha Bible Church. Me personally, John, I recommend La Terraza. So I could be on my way to La Terraza, get into a car accident, boom, I'm dead. And like just the reality, you guys, I mean, you wouldn't, you would care a little. But like two weeks from now, it's not like you're going to be like, John, I miss John so much, you know? You just, you wouldn't. Right? I mean, you guys are like staring at me like I'm saying something crazy, but that's just, I mean, that's just the truth. <laughs> facts, literal facts. Where's Jeff? Facts. Because I am not the most important person in your life. I'm the most important person to me. I would care if I died. But I'm not the most important person to everyone in here, but the Bible tells us, treat others as if they have more value than you. So that means you and I should be looking out for each other. If you want biblical joy, if you want to be satisfied in your relationship with Jesus Christ, man, look out for the people around you. Everything in our culture says, look out for you, look out for you, look out for you, what you want, what you want, what you want. And that's just not the most important thing in your life. Or, or I should say, it shouldn't be. So can I encourage you guys? Care about other people. Like, act actually care about them. People have wild emotions. Care about those emotions. You think someone's absolutely tripping? Care. Care, care about it. Because we, I mean, I, would, I think we all want that. We all want to feel important. We all want to feel valued. We all want to feel taken care of. We all want to feel heard. Yes? Thank you. Some nodding. Nice. I don't know. Maybe I'm way off. <laughs> I got, maybe I'm tripping. You and I should, man, guys, can you imagine what this youth group or whatever we are, collective, can you imagine what we'd be like if we actually cared about each other? If we weren't worried about gossip, we weren't worried about being made fun of, we weren't focused on our insecurities. We didn't think we were the coolest people in the room. Can you imagine what we would be like if we actually cared about each other? Can you imagine what your life would be like if, some, if, if, if you knew confidently that every single person in here like genuinely cared about you? That's what the Bible tells us. And man, it's, it shouldn't be hard. It, it is hard to do because we're selfish people, but it shouldn't be. I think that I'm just daydreaming here. We wouldn't have cliques. We wouldn't have the cool kids. We wouldn't have the nerds. We wouldn't have me. Did you point at me for the nerds? 100%, dude. I was homeschooled. We wouldn't have... <laughs> I shouldn't do that. Um, good thing this thing's not videoed. Um, we wouldn't, man, we would just be this cohesive, loving, caring. We would all want to be here if we actually cared about each other. And here's what's up, right? Some of us are going to think right now, man, I, I hope so-and-so is paying attention because so-and-so don't act like, so-and-so is not very nice to me. 
This is not about so-and-so. This is about you. Only you, through the Holy Spirit, can actually care about those around you. And if it's not reciprocated, the Bible doesn't say, hey, man, love people as long as they love you back. It's not what the Bible says. Because the reality is that Jesus Christ, I mean, I hope we, we talk about it every week. I hope you guys know. The reality that Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose from the grave before you and I loved him. That's like a, a, a guide to how you and I are supposed to treat the people around us. So, all right. It's 1151. I'll, I'll wrap up here. I want to read you guys one more quote. In Christ, not only is God no longer against us in omnipotent wrath, but now he's for us. For our deep and enduring joy in, his, in all his omnipotent love. His promise through Jeremiah comes home to us in Christ. Jeremiah 32, 41 says, I will rejoice in doing them good, and I will plant them in this land in faithfulness with all my heart and all my soul. Our joy will not be perfect in this life. We will always strain and struggle. We will have our angsts and anxieties. We'll have our ups and downs. Yet even here we have tastes. Not only is joy coming, but even now we sample the sweetness, especially in suffering. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. That's 1 Peter 1.8. So, I, man, guys, I hope that we can be a joyful people. I hope that we can be a people that's focused more on glorifying Jesus and loving our neighbors than getting what we want, getting the money we want, getting the girl that we want, getting the fame that we want, whatever. If you and I can, can man, genuinely, and, and I mean genuinely, care about the people around you more than you care about yourself, this group would be so different. I mean, if, if I could do that, my life would be so different. You would spend your time making other people feel valuable instead of looking for it yourself. You would spend your time making other people feel heard instead of wanting to be heard yourself. And hopefully, you know, ideally, if, if all of us actually follow Jesus, that will then be reciprocated. And we just have a group that was joyful. Man, it would be awesome. I don't know what your daily life is like. Like, I don't know if you go home and start raging against people on Call of Duty, or I don't know if, you know, your group chats are filled with, did you see what so-and-so wore to church today? I don't know if people do that. I don't know. Do people do that? Don't answer that. Um, I hope, man, I hope that we can be focused on glorifying God through loving each other. If you do that, if you're focused on other people, you will be joyful. Your, your, your entire outlook on life shifts from what can I do to be happy to what can I do to make other people happy. And through that, we show the love of Jesus. So, I'll pray at 11.55, five minutes early. Y'all are welcome. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we can spend together. Lord, I ask that you would help us to be joyful. 
Help us to care about the people around us. Father, thank you that you loved us before we loved you. God, I hope that we can be different because of it. Lord, I don't know what everyone in here is going through, but I know that you are worthy of trust. You are deserving of our trust. You, you have given us love. You have given us grace. You have given us mercy. You have given us forgiveness. So I ask, Lord, that you would help us to find our joy in you. God, help us to love in a new way. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, good morning and citizens. Bing bong.